And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. You lost your magic. They knocked you off your game. Your Carlness went right out the window. What's with this Carlness? It's not even a, a real word. It's a conjunction, a preposition. It's a philosophy, a way of life. It's your name with Miss attached to it. Bob, listen to me. If you'd have done what I asked you to and come in my dressing room before the show, you'd have known that you weren't supposed to come out here until I introduced you. Jack, I tried to get into your dressing room, but I didn't have a nickel. I understand you're pretty funny as a DJ, and comedy is a kind of hobby of mine. Although, actually, it's a little more than just a hobby. Reader's Digest is considering publishing two of my jokes. Really? Yeah. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Honey Dollar. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amare, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the tantalizing Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Boris Karloff makes a guest appearance on the Fred Allen Show from 1945. But first, Lisa Wolf Dylan is our lyricist for learning the lyrics. Lisa will read popular song lyrics, and I'll try to guess the name of the songs while you play along at home. Right, Lisa? Right. We have three songs. All the titles begin with the letter L. L. And, Mike, I need your... Uh, Prediction. Prediction. He'll get the first one. I will? Yes. Only the first one? Only the first one. Lisa says I won't get the first one. First one's tough. Do you know all of these songs, Mike? Yeah, I do. Okay. All right. Starts all right. with L. L. All right. Okay. Okay. Life's like a road that you travel on when there's one day here and the next day gone. Sometimes you bend, sometimes you stand, sometimes you turn your back to the wind. There's a world outside every darkened door where blues won't haunt you anymore. Where the brave are free and lovers soar, come ride with me to the distant shore. We won't hesitate to break down the garden gate. There's not much time left today. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I know this one. I know this one. Um, I want to ride it all night long. Something like Larry. Larry. Life, 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 life. Life is a highway. Life is a highway. Right? Wow. Provagen. Wow. Life is a highway. Yes. I thought that was a tough one. Good song. Uh, This is Rascal Flatts. Yeah. Life is a highway. Wait, wait. Oh, I came in a little too soon there. <laughs> a little early. You ready? Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Life is a highway. I All night long. Wow. Yeah, baby. Impressed. Yeah. 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 Good job. Well. Not bad. All right, well, Mike said you won't get the other two, so you just All throw right. in the towel now. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, concentrate, ready. okay? Mm-hmm. Different beat Wait, here. let me concentrate. You ready? Yeah. She's into superstitions, black cats, and voodoo dolls. Uh-huh. I feel a premonition that girl's going to make me fall. Uh-huh. She's into new sensations, new kicks in the candlelight. Yeah. She's got a new addiction for every day and night. She'll make you take your clothes off and go dancing in the rain. Huh? She'll make you live her crazy life, but she'll take away your pain 
like a bullet to your brain. Come on. Upside, inside, out. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know I, from there. I know it's from there. Living the Viva Loca. Wait, say it again. Say it again. I want to hear you say it again. Living the Viva Loca. I'll take it. So close. close. Ricky Martin, right? It is. Living La Vida Loca. Living the Vida. Living the Vida Loca. La Vida. La Vida. Loca. So technically, he got it wrong, but he gave it to him. It's so close. A couple of letters. Just a couple of letters. It's just love. Living the living the vida loca. La la vida loca. La vida loca. Living la vida loca. Ricky Martin. That was good. I got a nap in today. That's why. I can tell. (laughs) And I took my provision. All of the above. Here it comes. I thought that upside inside out helped. Alright. Alright, I thought this was gonna be a tough one, but the last song, if you would have asked me my prediction, was the one you'd get. Mm. So I think you're you're gonna I'm, maybe I'm doing... do a three for three wow. if oh, that's gosh. possible. Woo. All, right. All right. I don't want to jinx Wait, anything. Wait, did I give myself a ding? There you, there's your ding. <laughs> Give yourself ding a ding, me. Carl, and all that entails. Ding me, please. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thanks for asking. Okay, ready? Yeah. Last chance for love. Yes, it's my last chance for romance tonight. Oh, yeah, I think I know. This I one. need you by me, uh-huh. beside me, to guide me. Oh, yeah. To I hold know, me. I know this. To scold That's me. That's Donna Summer. Yep. Um. Keep going. Because when I'm bad, la, la, la. I'm so, so bad. I'm bad. La, last dance. Last dance. Yes. Ah! <laughs> Good job. Yeah, baby. I just told you this was going to be a tough one. Ooh. I got a nap in. That's why. I, I, when I when I nap, I nap like an hour and a half. in a good mood tonight. I don't know what's, what's about... going on there. <laughs> I, I took a nap about 3 o'clock and slept about 4.30. And uh, got and up. Somehow and you got up in a good mood. Took a shower. Rare to go. I take a shower once a week, whether I need to or not. Just keep it on Saturdays, please. <laughs> and then every Saturday would be nice. Guide me. I never stuff. take a shower. He takes baths, bubble bath. Correct, bubble bath, Mike. Guide me to hold me, to hold me, to scold me. Because when I'm bad, when I'm bad, I'm so, so bad. I thought this would be too slow for Carl. Well, oh, it gets, it gets, it gets bit, uh, faster. So last day, the last day, the last day, the last day, last day, last day, last day, last day, Last dance. No, let's dance. Yeah. Last dance. Let's dance. Last dance. Let's <laughs> love. Donna Summer. Dance. Romance. Tonight. All right. Hey, I got all three of them correct. You did. That nap really kicked in tonight. I'll say. Provagen, baby. Provagen. All right. Great Too bad job. there wasn't a pizza contest there. Yeah. Right. I would. You would have bet me probably. You would have bet me. No. No. We're gonna stick to real or ridiculous. All right. <laughs> when we come back, we have a uh, very funny episode. 
of the Fred Allen Show. His special guest is Boris Karloff. Kind of warming you up for Halloween starting next week. All the Halloween programming. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Fred Allen, he was a very, very famous comedian uh, of the golden age of radio. He really didn't do much on television, except he was a panelist for two years on What's My Line. Um, But on radio, he began in 1937 um, with his own show. Prior to that, he was on like a... um, Kind of a co-starred on a program from 1932 until uh, 1937 called the Linnet Bath Club Review. But then he got his own show, 1937. He began a feud with Jack Benny. They were actually best friends in real life. But they started this verbal sparring on the air, which helped each other's show. You know, Mm -hmm. because people were like, oh, what is Jack Benny going to say about Fred Allen and vice versa? So it worked really, really well. Um, he had this sketch called the Allen's Alley, which he had these goofy characters that he would walk down an alley and knock on the doors. And uh, they had Senator Claghorn and Mrs. Nushbaum and Titus Moody. And he would uh, ask them a question. It was a question of the day. And they would have their kind of, uh, you know, banter about it. And um, It was good. I mean, it was a very funny show. And he stayed sharp. Fred Allen kind of wrote his own show. He had writers, but he wrote and rewrote the show because he stayed sharp by reading, you ready for this, nine newspapers a day. And he would just rework his scripts, and he was really a perfectionist. We have a broadcast for you now, November 18th, 1945. Guest is uh, Boris Karloff, part one of the Fred Allen Show. Isn't Jessica Dragonette, kiddies? The makers of Tenderleaf Tea and Blue Bonnet Margarine present the Fred Allen Show with Fred's guests Boris Karloff, Portland Hoffa, Minerva Pius as Mrs. Nussbaum, the Tenderleaf Workshop Players, the DeMarco Sisters, and Al Goodman and his orchestra. And in case you've looked and couldn't find me in Who's Who, my name is Kenny Delmar. 
On November 15th, ladies and gentlemen, the OPA cut the retail price of grapes 15%. And speaking of grapes, tonight we bring you a guy who's one of the bunch, and here he is, Fred Allen. Thank you. Thank you, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. And Kenny, what was that introduction you just consummated there? Speaking of grapes, tonight we bring you a guy who's one of the bunch. I'm sorry, Fred. What, uh, what happened, Kenny? My writer who thinks up those jokes I use when I introduce you is sick tonight. Oh, he's sick, is he? Uh, I didn't have any joke to bring you on. Well, where did you get that grape joke? Man in a fruit store gave it to me. Man in a fruit store. <laughs> Look, Kenny, the next time you need a joke, don't go into a fruit store. Go into a butcher shop. Get something with some meat in it if you're going to... <laughs> you know, those grape jokes and parrot gags are all right on the Jack Benny program. You know, I heard today that the Lone Ranger wants to follow Benny's program on Sunday nights The now. Lone Ranger? Uh-huh. The Lone Ranger figures his horse can live on the corn it can pick up after Benny's program. <laughs> hey, did you, uh... Did you, perchance, did your luck run out, and did you hear Mr. B B's uh, uh, effort tonight? Did you, by any chance? Uh, oh, brother, with a small B. Well, <laughs> was, uh, was Joe Lewis on with Jack again this week? Yes, uh, Kenny. With those jokes Benny gave Joe, it was the first time Joe Lewis has ever put anyone to sleep without hitting him. He did it two Sundays in a row. I think Lewis was in here earlier in the evening. From <laughs> I think, though, Kenny, that... Well, Portland, gee whiz. You know, it's too bad you missed Kenny's grape joke, Portland. You're late. Oh, I was home helping Mama fix our Thanksgiving turkey. Oh, you were, really? Mm -hmm. There are plenty of turkeys this year. Even the turkeys can have turkey for dinner this year. It's funny. Last year, we had two Thanksgivings and no turkeys. That's true. And this year, there are plenty of turkeys and no cranberries. Well, Mama's making her own cranberries. Oh, is she really? How? You know those little white cocktail onions? Yeah. Mama paints them with mercurochrome. Paints them? <laughs> cocktail... <laughs> cocktail onions with mercurochrome? How do these cranberries work out? Well, fine. The only thing is... Uh -huh. When the turkey gets near the cranberry sauce, the turkey starts crying. Oh, turkey starts crying. That weakens the gravy, I imagine. <laughs> well, tell me, did your, did, your, uh, did your mother get a big turkey for Thanksgiving? It weighs 25 pounds. Mama's trying to make it small enough to fit in the oven. Oh, your mother should have read Mayor LaGuardia's instructions on how to get big turkeys into little ovens. You know, the mayor says all you have to do is take out the turkey spine, bend the legs up under the sacroiliac, Fold both wings over the Bombay door, butter the sides of the oven, and slip the turkey in. Mama read the mayor's instructions. And she didn't like them? Mama said it would be easier to get the mayor into the oven. <laughs> Not with his hat on, it wouldn't. And speaking of turkeys reminds me, Portland, it's time we took a gander at our friends in Allen's Alley. Oh, what is your question tonight? Well, the Clothing Manufacturers Association recently announced that due to the acute shortage of materials, it will be impossible to produce enough suits to supply men this coming year. And so our question tonight is, is this impending clothing shortage going to affect you? Shall we go? As the two Morse code operators said after they had made some dots, let's make a dash. Well, 
Say, it's mighty quiet down here in Allen's Alley tonight, Portland. I wonder what the senator is up to. Let's see. Somebody, I say, somebody knocks. Yes, I know. Uh, Claghorn's the name. Senator Claghorn, that e- is. Everyone... I come from Dixie. I'm loyal to the South. You keep telling me this. Thing. I never go to a movie unless Ann Southern is in it. Now, look, uh, On the radio, I never listen to Mr. and Mrs. North. Now, Senator... Uh, speak up, son. Out with it. Well, I'm trying to say... You don't say nothing. You just stand there gawking. <laughs> Gawking there. Well, I'm doing the best I can. Now, look, Senator, can I cut in just for a second? How does Washington feel about this clothing shortage? Congress, I say, Congress was in an uproar, son. Really? Somebody, uh, get this now. Yeah? Somebody, somebody was crossing Senator Bridges. You mean? (laughs) (laughs) Crossing Bridges, that's a joke, son. I know it. Don't hold it in. Well, I don't get... Tell the truth, son. I'm too fast for you. Well... (laughs) Look, Senator, has this clothing shortage affected you personally? It's terrible. I've been wearing the same suit since I was elected five years ago. One suit for five years? Isn't it worn out? My suit's so worn out it might cost me my job. Your job? How do you mean, Senator? If my trousers get any thinner... Yes? I'm liable to lose my seat in the Senate. (laughs) So long. So long, that is. So long, Senator. I'll make a note of it. Well, Congress may soon see the end of the Senator from indications. (laughs) Well, I... I wonder if uh, old Titus Moody is it. Howdy, bub. Ah, Mr. Moody. Say, you look a little beaten tonight. Yeah, my temper's about to slip its moorings, bub. (laughs) Temper going out to see you. Something go wrong on the farm? Had a dust storm. Dust kept blowing for five days. Five days, eh? My chickens must have swallowed a bushel of dust. A bushel of dust? Well, what happened? My hens are all laying powdered eggs. (laughs) I see. Dirty powdered eggs. Well, naturally, with the dust in the... uh... Yeah, the eggs has got pebbles for yolks. Well, now... (laughs) Tell me, Mr. Moody, has the shortage of men's clothing bothered you? Oh, things got so bad, I had to take the old suit off my scarecrow. Say, that's good. Not so good, bub. Well, why? My wife left home. Because you're dressed in that scarecrow's outfit? Yeah, as long as I'm wearing this suit... Yes? The old crow won't come near me. So long, bub. Well, if Mr. Moody ever wants a drink, he'll probably have to stop at a crowbar. Well, I, uh... That's the last joke I'll ever buy from a nusher. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's move on. I'm through the halls writing all week long when it comes to this. Well, let's move along to this next door. No? Ah, Mrs. Nussbaum. You were expecting maybe Lena Turner? <laughs> Tell me, Mrs. Nussbaum, has the men's clothing shortage upset your household? Mine husband, Pierre, is Frantic. Frantic? There is such a word? Yes, frantic. <laughs> frantic, frantic is a word. I thought maybe I was making it up. Oh, no, no. No, when I'm least expecting it sometimes, I'm coning an expression. Oh, I can imagine. Well, tell me, has your husband tried to buy any new clothes recently? 
He is going to Horowitz's herringbone heaven. Horowitz's herringbone heaven, Anne? Horowitz is having only one herringbone left, which Horowitz personally is wearing. Well, naturally. What did Pierre do? First, he is wearing his Mickey Mouse sweatshirt. With Boy Scout pants. Oh, that's, that's a, some combination. Uh, Mickey Mouse sweatshirt and Boy Scout pants. Pierre must have looked snappy. He is looking snappy until the Boy Scout is taking back the pants. Oh, I see. You had to make Pierre another pair in a hurry, huh? It is an emergency. Good. I'm using the Sunday newspaper, the comic section. Oh, you made Pierre a pair of pants out of the funny papers? Yes. Down the left leg is Little Orphan Annie. Yeah? The right leg is Terry and the Pirates. And in the back? Is Dick Tracy. Ah, Dick Tracy. If you think Itchy was in a spot before... Yeah? You should see him now. Well, (laughs) here we are at the last house in Allen's Alley. I'll see what's going on in here. Oh, it's you again. Well, only one McGee tonight. Where's your partner? He's singing at a smoker. Oh, really? The faithful followers of Carmen Lombardo. Those two guys meeting again this year, are they? Well, tonight... (laughs) Tonight, uh, I was going to ask you fellas about the men's clothing shortage. I got a song about men's clothes. Oh, great. Here's a copy. You can sing it with me. Oh, I can sing with you? Okay, let's go. Hit it, Sam. Oh, my shiny old shabby blue suit. Full of holes, but I don't give a hoot. You can look through and see my appendectomy. The tattoo on my chest and the mole on my knee. And when winter winds start blowing through, you'll see all my goose pimples in view. I'll have nothing to hide in my shiny old shabby blue suit with two pairs of pants. All right, that's the first portion of the Fred Allen Show, November 18, 1945. Special guest Boris Karloff, who uh, will join Fred Allen in the next segment right after the break. So stick around here on Hollywood 360. Lisa, Mike, and I shall return. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. 
And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Yes, indeed. This is Hollywood 360 across hundreds of radio stations, coast to coast. And uh, if you would like to get a podcast of this show, five-hour podcast, along with Radio Rarities. You know, we haven't talked about Radio Rarities in a while. Well, we did. We talked about the mug. Well, Radio Rarities is a podcast that Lisa and I co-host. It is written by Carl Shadow and produced by the great one himself, Mike Babble, uh, bah. Babble. Mike Bubblebath Costella. And um, it is a really cool show. We just taped um, four more shows just the other day. And it, we take a very rare radio show, something like a one-of-a-kind. A lot of, a lot of times it's like the star isn't on it, like Duffy's Tavern. Right. He's not there. Gildersleeve, one coming up with a Gildersleeve. Or, or he's an not audition on the show. episode. Auditions, or first shows. for some reason. Yeah. And we take these really rare programs and talk all about the history. Carl Shadow, I don't know, man. Where does he get all this information? He really delves deep into the research. He, he really does. And we learn, you know, right alongside of yeah. everyone else. And it's a very different show than Hollywood 360 because it really does delve deep into the history and the characters and the radio show. And it's also scripted. So yeah. we don't have a lot of opportunity for, you know, the playful banter. Well, there isn't any. I mean, it's just really a scripted right. show. But at the same token, it's just a different show, and yeah. it's really chock full of information. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really all about these rare shows, and it's a unique perspective mm-hmm. to uh, to get all this really. I mean, we give you information on the shows we air, but this is like deep, deep, deep. Right, but then we play the show, and then we revisit that yeah. and, and go back to the information and talk about the actual radio show. Yeah, there's a lot of really nice reviews about it. Some people are like, wow, this show gives you such variety and it right. really delves deep into the history. So anyway, Radio Rarities is a really cool podcast. It is available wherever podcasts are consumed. So consumed. if you well listen to if you if you go to you know you go to iHeart, you go to uh you know Spotify, it's there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can listen to this show every week. It's a new one every week. But if you want to get it sent to you along with Hollywood 360, we make it really simple. We add it to the end of the five-hour Hollywood 360 show, and we email it every Monday to you as a Hollywood 360 podcast subscriber. Now, that is five ninety nine a month. They have that done. Or you can just pay... $100 and get it for the life of the show. So it's years and years and years and years. One time payment, 100 bucks, and we put you on a perpetual email list. You get it sent to you each and every Monday and we'll mail you an official Hollywood 360 Radio Rarities coffee's mug. So on one side there's a logo of Radio Rarities, on the other side there's a logo of Hollywood I will say I am surprised by how many people really do love the mugs and are yeah. asking to purchase additional mugs, yeah. which at we, this time yeah, we might make we that haven't, available. but yeah. we've been talking about we might, that. We might do that because people really, really want the mugs. But you get the mug when you sign up for the Lifetime podcast. If you are someone who listens to this show, and especially if your station, your radio station, does not carry the full five hours, mm-hmm. well, then, you know, you can get it sent to you. And then you can listen to it whenever you want because right. the links never expire. So how do you do that? Well, the easiest way is to just go to our website, Hollywood. 
Hollywood360radio.com, Hollywood360radio.com. And uh, right at the top of the website, your two options. You could do the $5.99 a month or the $100 one-time fee, never charged again. You get it every single week, plus you get a coffee mug. Just go to Hollywood360radio.com. And don't forget, check out our Kickstarter Facebook, uh, I should say Kickstarter page on Bold Venture. It is, uh, it is a way to preserve the entire 78 episodes, and you can get all 78 episodes of Bold Venture. Just, just uh, log on to your computer and search Bold Venture Kickstarter. Go there, support the effort to save the show, and get the 78 Bold Venture radio shows, including 18 shows that have never been in circulation since the 50s. Like These are lost shows that we're putting out through this Kickstarter website. So if you help support it, get us to our goal, you will get these shows. You can get them on CD or via digital download. It's all at our Kickstarter. Just search Bold Venture Kickstarter and help us get to our goal. We're 25% there. We are hoping our listeners can help us get to the goal to then release all 78 episodes for you and generations to come. Save Bold Venture. All right, we're listening to Fred Allen, and I purposely chose the show, Lisa, because Boris Karloff is a guest. He's coming up next, and it's kind of warming you up for Halloween because next week we will start a month's worth of Halloween programming and on this uh, episode, Boris Karloff offers to rent Fred Allen a haunted house during the housing shortage. It's funny. Let's tune it in. The conclusion now to the Fred Allen Show. Thank you. After the headache harmony of McGee and Allen, we offer some musical aspirin, five tiny tablets, the DeMarco Sisters. Accompanied by Maestro Al Goodman and his family Philharmonic, the DeMarco sing Hop, Skip, and Jump, girl.
Maestro Al Goodman has just completed another of his miniature concertos. He clipped, I'm going to love that guy like he's never been loved before. Mr. Goodman plays just enough each week to stay in the musician's union. <laughs> he takes all his old weights and makes up little pauses for station identification. Say, Portland. Yeah? Would you mind taking over for the rest of the program? I'm all in. I've got to lie down for a little while. Lie down? I haven't slept a wink all week. I am as tired as a violin player's middle finger after 16 bars of pizzicato. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I, had to, uh, I had to get out of my apartment this week. Well, haven't you tried to find a new apartment? Oh, tried. Portland, what I have been through. Yesterday, Kenny Delmar gave me the address of a rental agency over on 6th Avenue. Well, sir, I started out early in the morning... <laughs> This must be the agency. Uh-huh. There's the sign on the door. Hotchkiss, Hotchkiss, and Badoo. Rentals, notary public, insurance, chicken dinners to take out, and New York representatives of Boris Abora Minovich. Open all night, walk in. Well, at least I'll come out of here with something. Yes? Uh, Mr. Hotchkiss, my name is Alice. I'm a busy man. Don't bother me. What do you want? Well, no, I... Don't tell me. I'll get involved. I'm a busy man. Well, I'd, uh, I'd like to get an apartment. An apartment? I'm living under this desk here myself. Go find your own desk. Uh, Beat it. I'm a busy man. Well, now, wait a minute. You're a rental agent. You've got to find me a place to live. Well, something came in last night. A room? Where? In the Statue of Liberty. They found a cavity in one of her teeth. It was a molar. Two people can live in it. <laughs> I'll take it. Too late. The cavity was filled this morning. Now, look, Mr. Hotchkiss, I'm... You're looking at a desperate man. A desperate man, that is. I'll take... I'll take anything. A hook in someone's closet, if I can... Say, wait, there's a... There's a guy came in a minute ago. He wants to rent his house. Hey, bud, I got a prospect for you. Alan, meet Boris Karloff. Uh, Boris Karloff. Thank you. I beg your pardon. Have we met before? Mr. Karloff, don't you remember me? Take a good look at my face. You look like something that fell out of a closet in my last picture. <laughs> Mr. Karloff, I'm Fred Allen. I met you in Hollywood. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You were out there making a horror picture. Well, I didn't go out to Hollywood to make a horror picture. My picture just happened to turn out that way. <laughs> And I may, <laughs> I may say in rebuttal, Mr. Karloff, seeing you in person is sort of a letdown. How do you mean, Fred? Well, you look human. <laughs> now, I expected to see a man who was part monster with a long, ratty tail. Suit serves to cover it nicely, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, I notice your tailor left enough room in back there in case you get happy and start wagging. <laughs> But tell me, Boris, what brings you to New York? Are you going into that show, Follow the Ghouls? <laughs> or, uh, or I Remember Mummy? No, 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 Fred. I'm just here sightseeing. Oh, sightseeing, huh? Mm -hmm. Sightseeing to you, I guess, mornings you just lift up a manhole cover and take a long stroll through a sewer, meeting old acquaintances. Afternoons you browse around the morgue. And nights, I uh, imagine you whoop it up around some cemetery. Why, Fred, how you do go on. 
Well, how do you spend your day? Mornings, I scamper through Central Park, uphill and down dale with my butterfly net. Oh, really? Afternoons, I go to Macy's toy department and spend an hour or two perched on Santa Claus knee. You do? Nights, I run around Shrapp. Blowing through straws that are left in soda glasses. <laughs> and then? Dog tired, lark happy, and smelling of phosphate, I'm home safely tucked in bed by 8 o'clock. Well, that makes a full day, smelling of phosphate, Boris. But let's get down to business. I have no place to sleep these nights. The rental agent says... Yes, yes, yes. I'm going back to Hollywood, and I'd like to rent my house. Rent your house. Good. When can I see it? Why don't you drop in tonight? What's the address? 237 92nd Street. Gad. The house on 92nd Street. Well, Portland, that night I started for Boris Karloff's house. It was pitch dark. The wind was blowing. A storm was coming up. I finally found it, the house on 92nd Street. It was a creepy-looking joint. I walked up the rickety steps. I rang the doorbell. <laughs> the door opened slowly. I heard an old woman say... Mr. Karloff is expecting me. I'll tell him you're here. <laughs> she sounds like the wife of the smiling Irishman. <laughs> Gosh, it's gloomy in here. What's this? Gad, a human head rolling down the hall. What's up, chum? Who's that? Who's talking? Who are you, Head? I used to be Karloff's girlfriend. What became of your body? I had a corn on one foot. Yes. Karloff told me he was chiropodist. Yes? He started cutting off my corn. Well, I fell asleep. I could feel Karloff cutting, cutting. Yes? When I woke up, my corn was gone, Karloff was gone, I was gone. <laughs> you were gone? All but my head. Gad, Karloff must be mad. Karloff's mad? How do you think I feel? <laughs> I can imagine. Well, I gotta go, chum. Stop me rolling, will you? In, <laughs> In what direction? Which way is... Can you top this? Oh, you're going to see the repeat show, are you? Well, I'll give you a head start. Here we go. Thanks, chum. Okay, head. Yeah, this place is spooky. I'm getting out of here. Where does this door go? A closet. Wow, it's dark and musty. Hello, Fred. Yipe! <laughs> oh, it's you, Boris Karloff. What are you doing in this closet? I was just hanging up an old suit. <laughs> Boris, I think you left a man in the suit. <laughs> I never hang a suit up empty. It wrinkles. 
Now look, Boris. Follow me, Fred. I'll show you the house. No, never mind, never mind. I can get a room at the Z. The Z? The Z is a little place in back of the Y. <laughs> well, I'll be getting... Here come, Fred. It's dark. Take my hand. Gad, your hand is clammy, Boris. It feels like five eels with hangnails. <laughs> this way, Fred, and I'll show you the house. Now, this room here is the parlor. Hello, Karloff. Hello, Frankie. Fred, meet Frankenstein. Frankenstein? Go away. Leave me alone. You must excuse Dr. Frankenstein, Fred. He's frustrated. Frustrated? He hasn't made any new monsters in three years. Why? The war, you know. He can't get parts. <laughs> No wonder Frankenstein's upset. No parts, and under the name of Frankenstein losing that election in Detroit? Well, let's get along, Boris. Now, down this hall... Say, what's this door? Don't go near that door. But I... It only leads to the basement. Well, let's take... I warn you, Alan, don't ever look in there. (laughs) Pardon me. There's someone at the front door. He's gone. Karloff must be hiding something in that basement. I'll open this door. Gad, the basement is filled with machinery. Two scientists working there. They're talking. How can you keep a dead fish from smelling? Cut off its nose. What has four wheels and flies? A garbage wagon. Ten men under an umbrella. Nobody got wet. It wasn't raining. That's enough, Professor. (laughs) Start the dehydrator. Jeepers, here comes Karloff. Sorry I kept you waiting, Fred. Oh, that's all right, Boris. Who was at the front door? Man from the medical school. Really? Wants to know if I got the new bodies for him today. Oh. I told him to wait. Well, Boris, I've got to be getting along, old boy. Excuse me, that's the phone. I'll be right back. (laughs) He's gone again. I've got to see what's going on in that basement. I'll open the door. Why do you always flirt with waitresses? I'm playing for big stakes. In six months, my wife made me a pauper. Was it a boy or a girl? Why does a fireman wear red suspenders? To hold up his pants. Okay, Professor, start the compressor. Gosh, if I didn't know that Abbott and Costello were in Hollywood, I'd swear... Uh Uh-uh, here comes Karloff. Alan, did I see you near that basement door? Basement? Why, uh, 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 no, Boris. Uh, Who was on the phone? Dracula. He's been drinking. Dracula's off on a bat again, hey? (laughs) Come, Fred, I'll show you the rumpus room. (laughs) Darn it, the front door and the phone. (laughs) Don't go away. The basement. I've got to find out what those scientists are doing down there. What kind of a hen lays the longest? A dead hen. Do you know Lincoln's Gettysburg address? I didn't even know he moved. Waiter, there's a fly in my soup. How much can a little fly drink? Professor, set the neutron gauge. <laughs> neutron gauge. I think I understand. Oh, you do, do you? Carla! Alan, I saw you open the door to my basement. But I only... I warned you, I told you the man who looked in there would never live to tell what he saw. Carla! Put down that knife. Alan, your time has come. You're insane, Karloff. I know your mad plan. What plan? Those two scientists in the basement with those jokes. You know? Yes. They're jamming millions of old radio jokes into that huge condenser. 
The uranium cyclotron will reduce those old jokes down to one concentrated gag. It will be the most powerful bad gag the world has ever known. <laughs> that gag will be... No. The atomic joke. <laughs> if that joke is ever spoken into a microphone, Karloff, it will blow up all of radio. Yes, my atomic joke will destroy radio and benefit humanity. You are crazy, Karloff. Your atomic joke will never succeed. The atom can destroy everything. Everything but radio. If radio can survive 15 years of Jack Benny, nothing can ever hurt it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, by doing your part in the current victory loan drive, you'll be bringing the boys home and help him, helping them find their way back to civilian life. Bonds can be purchased at motion picture theaters, banks, post offices, and many retail stores, or through the payroll deduction plan. 4,445 employees of Standard Brands, the makers of Blue Bonnet Margarine and Tenderleaf Tea, are participating in this plan. And in helping our country, they are assuring themselves of a share in its future. Thank you for joining us this tonight. This National Broadcasting Company. There's Fred Allen running over again. You know, they had to cut him off. That happened on most of his episodes. He ran long a lot of times. Right in the middle of him talking, the announcer would come on and say, this is NBC, the national broadcasting company. And, uh, yeah, he was kind of famous for that. November 18th, 1945, Fred Allen show with special guest Boris Karloff. Time for this month in music history. All right, here's a great song going back to 1957. Makes you want to dance, right? Yeah. So a whole lot of shaking going on. That's uh, that's Jerry Lee Lewis. Yes, this is the best-known version is uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, which is what you're listening to right now. Reached number three on the Billboard chart. Man, have I been on all night or what? You have been. What's going on here? Who am I? I don't even recognize you. I mean, let me get a mirror. I want to make sure it's me. This could be the (laughs) Twilight Zone where you wake up and you're somebody else. Um, Right? I don't know, Carl. I think it was that nap that might help you out. That could be. All right, stick around. More of Hollywood 360 after a short break. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All right, join us next week for another edition of Hollywood 360 when we begin... A month's worth of Halloween programming. We're going to start things off next week with Baby Snooks and Daddy. Then Suspense, Lights Out, Murder by Experts, and The Weird Circle. So don't miss it. Be sure to visit our official website at Hollywood360Radio.com for my co-host, Lisa Wolf, our executive producer, Mike Costella, and my crabby brother, and um, he hasn't been too crabby lately, though. He's, he's been a lot better, really, right? I haven't seen him around. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, this is Carl Amari saying stay safe, be healthy. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. 
We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the way showers who will help your journey a lot easier.